Hey folks, Dr. Kevin again for another quick episode of Straight Shot Health Talk. And what I want to talk about today is the difference between things and experiences. You may be sitting there going, things versus experience. I know what a thing is. Things are apples and oranges and rocks and stones and bones and doors and houses and mountains, right? And experiences, I know what those are too. Those are things like when you go to a restaurant and you're with people that you enjoy and that experience that you have there, or it's the experience of being in love, or it's the experience of of feeling something and gener- and feeling and associating pleasure. So you have this experience of pleasure. And of course, those are very different things. So why do we need to talk about that? Well, because while they're very, very different things, and most of the time it becomes incredibly easy to distinguish between a rock and say the experience of throwing a rock, when it comes to pain, especially in our healthcare system, we use these two terms interchangeably. Okay? When we're talking about pain, Again, pain by definition is a sensory emotional experience really generated in perception when we perceive danger, when we're thinking that there's danger or possible potential damage to be done to our bodies. It's a danger signal, not a damage signal. But people misinterpret this and then they start talking about pain as a thing. Again, that like pain is, is oozing out of a body. Or when we say words like my pain is coming from my back, getting this like almost saying that, you know, that these magical pain pieces, these pain particles just ooze out of the back themselves like pus out of an abscess. And this this idea that pain is a thing is harmful and rampant. And I've done a couple episodes on, on uh, you know, again, this correlation between, if you look at x-rays and imaging, imaging does not show pain. They show structure. Okay. What pain is, is the experience. Now, you can have changes on x-ray or, or image that may be associated with pain. Like you can't have a broken leg. If you're, if you're experiencing leg pain and then I x-ray your leg and we look at your leg and, there's a, and it's been fractured, like you fell off a roof or something and the bone is broken, we can see that on x-ray. And there's ways to tell whether it's a new fracture, an old fracture, etc. But if we see, wow, there looks like there's a new break here and you have leg pain, then lo and behold, there's a lot of sensory information coming from that leg that your brain takes, combines it with other things to create an experience of pain. And then and that becomes very useful because then we know, hey, you know what? We probably need to put a cast on your leg and guess what? As that heals, you're going to get better. And as there's less and less information, these sensations, this nerve transmission from the leg itself, there'd be less signals for your brain to take to combine with the other things to create an experience of pain. So it's very likely that your pain's going to improve. Okay. You can still have leg pain, though, without a broken leg. And in that scenario, you obviously wouldn't want to cast on your leg or anything else. But the, but the, the key distinguishing thing is the pain in both cases, whether your leg is broken or your leg is not broken, the pain itself, that experience, the experience of pain is created in the brain. It does not in any scenario ever ooze from the, from the structure and the body. And the, again, the reason I bring this up is because when I'm working with doctors and I work with doctors all the time and it drives me absolutely nuts because I can talk about the pain triangle and I can talk about how you have to have three components at it, it, a minimum to have an experience of pain. You have to have that thinking attention aspect. You have to have that sensory aspect that provides some sort of fuel that has a you know, the characteristic burny, lightning-like, sharp, whatever. And then you have to have the effect of the emotional component, the meaning behind it. The, generally, the unpleasantness of this is awful or this means something bad is going to happen to me. But you have to have all three of those in order to create an experience of pain. And I have doctors that will say, yes, I get it. I understand the pain triangle. But this patient's coming, 
I have this pain that or this patient that came in and their pain is coming from their worn out knee. And right as soon as they say that, I know they're not getting the picture because again, they're associating structure as being the source where this pain is coming from. Okay. And it's this same way as is there's a rock, which is a thing. And then there's the art of throwing the rock, which is a, a process. And you can be maybe pitching rocks, like trying to skip them on the water, which is the experience of skipping rocks. Okay, None of those things are, are the exact same. They can have associations with each other, but they're not the same thing. And pain is the experience. It is not the rock. And so once we disconnect that idea and we can look and we can think, you know, this patient may have, um, if they broke their leg, yeah, it's likely that there is a strong degree of nerve transmission coming from that leg that we need to cast or put a rod in or something. But the pain itself is not the same thing as that broken leg. It's the experience around it. Now, I know this can be a little bit difficult to kind of process because it's completely alien and it's particularly alien in the way that we typically present things in the healthcare system. But once you get this, once you separate the idea that pain is in the brain that's created, that it's the experience itself, and we separate it from the thing. If you're a patient, it vastly makes things uh, improvement for you because it provides a degree of control. Because when we start breaking down the experience of pain, you can find different areas that possibly were not addressed, that people were overlooking, that can have profound benefits on your experience of pain. We're talking not, not drugs, not surgeries, not injections, but techniques that you can use to change and improve your experience of pain and provide a degree of control where you're not relying on doctors. You're not relying on, on some, you know, magic pill or, or you're not relying, you're not entrapped to someone else who controls or manages your pain. Instead, you're learning the techniques in schools when you can break pain down, when you understand how this experience works together so that you can master your pain. And those are completely different treatment strategies. You can either choose to be managed by somebody else or you can choose to pursue mastery of yourself. And one of those is gonna provide you a host of different benefits. It can transform other areas of your life as well, it can make you, you, you know, improve all sorts of other scenarios. And one of them will keep you going to this doctor over and over again. If it's not a doctor, maybe it's somebody else, but, you, but being entrapped to their treatment or their management of you. So really, it comes down to have a choice. We can either choose to be managed or we can choose to be masters. Myself, what I advocate, what I pursue, what I recommend, what I teach people to do is the mastery part. And if you want to join me on that, you want to learn more, hey, go to straightshothealth.com or you just email me, drkevinstraightshothealth.com. Until next time, folks, be well.